Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Jacob, last night as you and I were probably, you know, laying on our couch, shirtless, at least I was, you were. for sure. Um, Definitely. Kind of like, you know, in ancient Rome when they'd lay and eat grapes. Grapes. That's exactly what I was looking like, eating potato chips and Reese's peanut butter cups, <laughs> watching whatever was on TV. You obviously chilling at your place. I was watching the Indiana Hoosiers lose to Iowa. Oh, you didn't have to bring that up. I wasn't going to bring it up. But it up. as that was happening, Jacob, for the first time maybe ever... In our lifetime. At least in our lifetime, yeah. But I love being hyperbolic. So let's just say ever, in the history of ever. The Cincinnati Bengals won the AFC North. Uh, Congratulations, Cincinnati. Definitely not even the first time in our lifetimes, but it feels like forever. The whole breakdown of what the NFL decided to do with the playoff scenario after Uh no contesting Bengals and Bills did it make your head spin a little bit when you read what we're gonna read the statement too? I'm gonna break yeah. down all the scenarios. The but whole like, like yeah, yeah, it, it was it. it was tough. It was, it was an essay that they oh, that yeah. they laid out. Oh, like yeah. a dissertation, you could call it. The AFC championship game will be played at a neutral site if the participating teams played an unequal number of games and both control both could have been the number one seed and hosted the game had all AFC clubs played a full seventeen game regular season. Those circumstances involve Buffalo or Cincinnati qualifying for the game as a road team, and they are listed below. Here are our scenarios. This is like it is. It's kind of impressive how they thought this out. Scenario one and two are all to do with Buffalo and Kansas City, basically. Mm-hmm. Scenario one is if Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie, a Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. Pittsburgh, try to put the bit in there. They're gonna play it in a dome. That's what I. People have I've seen. I saw on Twitter people being like, oh, people in Pittsburgh might want to put a bid in for the city, you know, have the AFC Championship game. They're going to want to have they're that in a controlled to, weather environment. Yeah, they're not going to want to risk the game getting delayed or having a bad quality game because of weather. Or they're already giving one of these teams, both of them really, when you think about it, they've played a neutral site. Like, do you want to put them out in the elements as well, or do you want to say, hey, we'll make a concession and you can play in a perfect environment right. for 60 minutes? So it's going to be in a dome And stadium. if I just had to guess, Tom? Detroit. Oh, I would say Indianapolis. Okay. Well, we're you know, both the, in the Midwest the, there. But where the combine is yeah. every year, yeah. that just, just kind of made sense to me. Um, scenario two. Yeah. Buffalo and Kansas City both lose, and Baltimore wins or ties. A Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would then also still be played at a neutral site. So basically, 
if the Bills and the Chiefs kind of end up in a spot where if the Bills had won that game against the Bengals, they'd be the one seed. If they had lost that game against the Bengals, the Chiefs would be the one seed. Mm-hmm. If that ends up shaking out with them both winning or both losing in Week 18, then the neutral site would come into play for both of those teams mm-hmm. because we just wouldn't really know how to fairly decide who would have really been the home team. Now, me personally, and this is something I thought of last night, uh. I guess you could make the argument that the Bills beat the Chiefs. Because they've already done so, yeah. So even though that they've played an uneven amount of games, you could pretty much, I think, get away with publicly saying, due to their head-to-head matchup in a regular season meeting, we would award home field advantage to the winner of that game. Mm -hmm. I'd be okay with that. Wouldn't you be okay with that? I would, but would Kansas City fans be okay with that? I mean, I understand there'd be some outrage from them, but you kind of have the perfect counter to that by just saying, but you lost to Buffalo. And Beat Buffalo. You, and and you, you got your home game against them. Granted, it was in the middle of the regular season. But beat them then. Yeah, right. I mean, you right. knew that that game then probably was going to come down to the number one seed. Oh, yeah, so big time. why not make it that right. way? And you so, can kind of do the same for Cincinnati, too, in the Kansas City right. thing. Because you they, had your chance. Cincinnati. But that, that game was beat... in Cincinnati, I, yes. I guess. So those first two scenarios... Uh, if Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie, it's a neutral site. And then the second one, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose. It's a neutral site. And Baltimore wins or ties. Yeah, if it's if it's them two in the AFC Championship. Now, scenario three has a couple of little subheadings yeah. to it. Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins. A Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas City Championship game would be at a neutral site. Again, you could apply what I kind of just said about Buffalo to that one. Buffalo and Cincinnati both beat Kansas City. In the regular season, you could just say head to head, it's going to be played in Cincinnati. Head to head, it's going to be played in Buffalo because they won the games when you two met. But that's not how it's going to be. So if they both lose, Cincinnati wins. And then if Cincinnati would have won the no contest game against Buffalo, they would be the one seed. You know what I mean? So that's how Cincinnati would get rectified in this situation by having to not go to Kansas City. But having to go to Indianapolis, having right. to go to Detroit to play right, the Chiefs. Right, yeah. Now, if Baltimore this defeats Cincinnati really... in Week 18, yeah, yeah, yeah. it will have defeated Cincinnati, a divisional opponent, twice. Ice. But, like we were saying at the top of the episode, will not be able to host a playoff game because Cincinnati will have a higher winning percentage for a 16-game yeah. schedule than Baltimore will for a 17-game yeah. schedule. So. Based on the the AFC North is being based off of win percentage, which is a little weird to me. It's like you're you're shopping in two different aisles. Like, oh, we're gonna shop at the neutral field solution aisle for these teams, and then for the North, we're gonna, we're gonna shop go at the win, win percentage. percentage aisle. Again, I I think I stated this before these decisions were made. It ain't gonna be perfect, and someone's no, gonna get someone's gonna, someone's get, gonna, upset, gonna get upset course, about it. Absolutely. How could you be perfect in a scenario well, like this? The reason why I think that I don't know why they're not determining this. Using this method to determine the other outcomes, the one if go the win ahead percentage one. No, no, no. Go ahead and read okay. the next paragraph. Now, if Baltimore defeats Cincinnati, and if those two clubs are scheduled to play a wild card game against one another, which if Baltimore does beat Cincinnati and in L. A. holds serve the Chargers and wins their game against the Raiders, I want to say the Broncos. Yes, the Broncos because the Chiefs play the Raiders. Yeah. So if they hold serve and they will beat the Broncos. The Chargers are the five seed right now. They'll stay there. 
If the Ravens win, they'll be they the six seed, the four and seed. they'll knock the Bengals or, down to yeah. the three seed, mm-hmm. which means they'd play. So if the Ravens beat the Bengals, which is very likely, then the site for the game of six versus three, Ravens versus Bengals, would be determined by a coin toss. So why not use the coin toss in all the other scenarios either? I don't know. And that's why I think Cincinnati's the team of the big three in the AFC that's like, getting the shortest end of the stick Right, because it's, it's a 50-50 shot. Also, Unless they beat Baltimore. Also, they didn't account for this. Say Cincinnati's the three seed. Okay. Or they're the two seed, either way. And then Buffalo, vice versa, would be the three or the two seed, right? If the Chargers, or excuse me, well, yeah, if the Jaguars, or if the two and the three seed both <laughs> win, then the winner of 5-4 automatically plays the one seed because they're, they're going to be the lowest seed remaining. Sure. So two versus three have to play each other. Why is that game going to be played at Buffalo? Why is that game going to be played at Cincinnati? Because that Why game isn't that at no, a neutral site? Right. What do you mean? Of course it did. The winner of Bills Bengals was going to be in the driver's seat for that two, for that three, for that home game in the divisional right. round. They only did machinations for the wild card round and the championship round. Because and they ignored of, the divisional round. Well, because of a 17 game season versus a 16 game season, if that were the case, if it's Buffalo versus Cincinnati, that's two 16-game season playing teams. And you could just say, well, they played a, a whole, almost a whole season, and they're one game head-to-head. But the no—okay, I get that's that. fine if the game you didn't know contest was between those two of teams. Course, but that's how it goes. It should be neutral. That that game should be neutral, too. See, I don't know. I'm a, I, I, I Why think- should the Bills get the home game? In that scenario, because the Bills had a better record and the same amount, they of were game, losing the, the game that they were playing Tom, against they were the losing Bengals. Seven to three with okay, ten, with what like nine minutes played in a sixty-minute game. It's very likely they lose that game. Very likely that they lose that game. I, I don't. Say I don't it's under, very likely. I don't I understand why. Why do the Bills get that benefit in the divisional round against the Bengals of a home game? I don't. You get said that. it's very likely. Didn't you choose the Bills in your triple play? Don't last go week? back in time. Don't go back in time so on you, me. But you can't I'm living in the here and now. Because the team is winning seven to three, nine minutes in, or I think even less than. I think there was nine minutes remaining in the first, so six minutes. Yeah, in. but I could do the same exact argument that you're doing to me to you because it's all hypothetical. I could say no, they're absolutely going to hold that seven to three win, and you can't prove no, me wrong. No, I'm either. not saying there's. I have no idea where that game was going, but I don't think because they were losing and seven to three the that they were likely. I'm trying to, lose. to make. There's no way to know where that game's going, so make that a neutral site game too. Why are we just picking and choosing? You can do both. You can make. The scenario where if the Bills and the Bengals played in the divisional I round, think that's it's also because, neutral. Because you're looking at Buffalo versus Kansas City, uh, Baltimore and since Baltimore versus Cincinnati, those are a 17 game season versus a 16 game season. At the very minimum, you have Buffalo versus Cincinnati. That's two teams who play the same amount of games. In, I guess they're going to go off of win percentage there. So one team gets the benefit of a game being no contested, while the other doesn't. Again, Instead Tom, of both it's not just, a perfect system. But in this case, it could have been. Both could have equally. Both could have been but on then, equal okay, footing. Okay, well, then there you go. How is it fair to Buffalo, who had the better winning percentage in the same amount of games? Don't you think because they did that against a team with the same amount of games that they deserve home If it field? was a 16-game schedule, then, yeah, it would be absolutely absurd if they just decided willy-nilly but to it make is. a neutral But it site. was a 16-game. Like, but it's not. 
But it was. But it's not. But they will finish both with that same. But you don't get neuralized and just say, "Yeah, they both played 16 games, so go by win percentage." Everybody's going to be like, they "Yeah, did, but though. they played each other." But they didn't. It was a, it was ruled a no, no contest. That you you need to make that a neutral site game. You have to. It's it's not fair. There, it's not going to be fair all the way around the board. This is a spot where you could have made it at least fair for those two teams. And Cincinnati, who's probably going to be the three seed, I think. Because the Bills are going to beat the Patriots, and they're going to stay in that two-seed spot at least. I think Cincinnati's going to have to go to Buffalo in the divisional round, and I'm sorry. I disagree with you. I think that's a little bit of a short end of the stick. That doesn't have to be the short end of the stick. But Cincinnati can win on the road in the playoffs, and I'm sure that you will not hear an opinion voice from any of these teams about, oh, this is wrong, we feel bad hard done by this because of the circumstances surrounding all of DeMar this being Hamlin. born. Right. Which, yeah. by the way, he is now awake. Yeah, great news. Eyes are open. Can communicate responding by writing. His, responding to his family. Nonverbal communication. And the doctors say that everything that they need to check off, they're able to check off as he tries to march back to recovery. His lungs are healing, I saw. And now they said in the next couple of days, it's about, you know, speech. Does that come back? Emotions. Is that going to come back? So... All things pointing in the right direction for DeMar, which is why I think you hear that news yesterday out of Cincinnati, and then that night you see all these decisions being yeah, made. Yeah, I know, think he's because— finally able to do this. Right, and that's the right move, right? You don't want to jump ahead. You know, you don't want to put the, the horse in front of the—or the cart in front of the horse because the priority here has always been the health and recovery of DeMar Hamlin. And I agree with you. And, and you made this you made this point yesterday when you were filling in for Mark. Like the NFL, I think, wasn't going to make the wrong decision about how they handled the playoffs and, and the seating, but they were going to make the right decision or they were going to announce the right decision in the appropriate time. And once they once it was clear, like it, as time unfolded, you know. 12 hours later, 24 hours later, 36 hours later, 48 hours later, 72 hours later, where we were yesterday, we had heard signs of DeMar improving. You know, he was breathing at one point, which is great. Um, doctor said, like, his levels were fine. You know, he was still in critical condition, but he was improving steadily. And now that he's awakened and he's showing signs of, of cognitive life and, as you said, checking off all those boxes, then it was the appropriate time to say, Okay, we handled or or we know concern number one, concern A is okay. Let's deal with the other stuff now, and we can and we can openly discuss it now that we know that Demar Hamlin's all right or doing better. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. So what's the easiest way for this to shake out where it just kind of works itself out? I think it's all, impo- I think it's I think impossible. Kansas City, Kansas City has to lose. Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati all lose. See, I think Kansas City has to lose for sure. They have to lose to the Raiders, and that's not going to happen. No. So we're not going to have this perfect, like, all-clean scenario that comes out of this. But, yeah, so, so Kansas City has to lose. 
then I think Buffalo wins against New England. You think they win. And then Cincinnati loses against Baltimore. I think then that all works so out. So Kansas clean City as it and Cincinnati be. lose, but Buffalo wins. Yes. I think that's as clean as it can work out because then Cincinnati and Kansas City, Kansas City would still have a better record than Cincinnati, 17 game, an extra game, but they'd have less losses. Drop them down to the two. Buffalo becomes the one. Cincinnati and they have the tiebreaker over Kansas City too. So I, I, that would be the cleanest way that it can work out. But Kansas City's going to Hulk smash the Raiders Probably, into. Yeah. I mean, they have to play. They have to like win. imagine. Imagine if Buffalo lost last you week. You want to go in a neutral site now if you're Kansas City, right? You want to. You don't want to go to Buffalo. Right. You don't want to mess up. Imagine if the game happened last week, Buffalo versus Cincinnati, and imagine Buffalo won. Right. I mean, Kansas City is probably like. Not kicking themselves. Oh, I guess they would still have to play in week. Uh... Yeah, they'd still have to play in week eighteen because in case they did lose to the Raiders, Buffalo could beat. That's what I mean. Like yeah. they got, they're playing, right. Right. and they're playing on set. They're playing the first game of the Regardless weekend. Regardless of if the Buffalo Cincinnati game happened, Kansas City was starting, gonna play Mahomes and Kelsey and everybody in yes. week eighteen. Yes, okay. they were gonna. They they had to win. Yeah, they they had to at least keep. Pace Although the there. stakes were a little less than because if Buffalo had lost last week and Kansas City won like they did, the the Raiders are not you know a team to to slouch off. But you can you can beat the Raiders if you're Kansas City. Well, if Buffalo would have lost to Cincinnati, you you know all I have to do is beat the Raiders and I'm in. If they had beat Cincinnati, you have to beat the Raiders still. But right. then if Buffalo wins, it doesn't matter. So yeah, I get your point there. But they're gonna have their foot on the gas. And yeah, they they want to now make the best out of the scenario, and that's trying to ensure you get one of the big three and a neutral site field on the AFC Championship game because it's it's almost impossible now, I think. Not impossible, but just based on the fact that the Patriots ain't beating the Bills, I don't think, you're not going to be able to get it at Arrowhead Stadium. So do the next best thing and ensure the neutral field. Don't lose to the Raiders and then have right. to end up going on the road somewhere. So even though we outlined that the best-case scenario for all this to kind of be moot, right, is Kansas City loses, Buffalo wins, Cincinnati loses... I think it's going to be the opposite. Kansas City will win, Buffalo will win, and I think Cincinnati will beat Baltimore. I think Cincinnati is going to beat Baltimore too. So I think all three are going to end up winning. So, which ba- would mean- so that Cincinnati Baltimore game is is taken care of. Like that will just be played at like a normal game in Cincinnati. There's no need to do the um, coin toss to determine where that game will be played. Uh, Buffalo will lock up the two seed and play New England, you know, or, or I guess whoever the seventh seed is, it's New England now. And then Kansas City will remain at number one. It's just when you get to the second round, will Buff- will Cincinnati once again beat Baltimore, and will Buffalo beat whoever the seventh seed is? It's the playoffs. Anything can happen. You'd figure, yes, you know, whether it's the Dolphins or the Steelers or the Patriots, that the Bills will end up beating them. Although, if it is the Patriots, that would mean that the Bills had just lost to them one week prior. Right, yeah. But, you know, that's... I would actually say that's tougher for the Patriots to do then, to beat the Bills two days in, two times in a row in the same stadium. I mean, and, let, and let's get to this part. Between the Patriots, Dolphins, and, and Steelers, I think the team that has the best chance is the Dolphins. Yeah... Yeah, I really do. Yeah, I do too. Uh, yeah. Because I don't think Buffalo is going to lose to New England. Game, yeah. The Steelers can beat Cleveland. We believe they'll beat Cleveland. Yeah. But it's harder to do 
you have to win and then rely on somebody else. Whereas Miami, I have no idea where that Miami I have no idea and New either. York Jets game is going to go. New England's in the front of the line. They get the first dibs because they're just winning. They're the already game. there. Then I'd say Miami's in second in line looking for New England to lose. And then they should Steelers. beat the Jets. And then the Steelers are the third place team, the third team in line, hoping that both the guys in front of them fall can't pick the wrong grail if you to right. take an Indiana Jones reference and melt into oblivion. Uh-huh. And you slide through and drink from the cup and of don't life. Don't forget about Tennessee. Technically still alive. Not Tennessee. For yeah. the wild card, they're not. Yeah, they Jacksonville are. Jacksonville oh, still well, alive. Well, Tennessee to, to make a playoff spot. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they can't get the wild card because if they lose, they'd be seven and they'd be seven. Right, and 10, right, right. Yeah. If Tennessee if sorry, if Tennessee beats Jacksonville and Miami, Pittsburgh, and New England all lose, then, then Jacksonville then the Tennessee the Titans card. win the South and the Jaguars get the seventh seed. But the Jags are gonna beat the Titans. So yes, I don't think you have to worry well. about yeah. any of uh, that. Um, it's just it's an unprecedented moment. We, we we began the episode saying unprecedented for the Cincinnati Bengals to win the AFC North division. We know that's While not we're true. All sitting around on the couch. <laughs> we know that's not true. Right, exactly. While the Steelers are are clinging on to a possible seventh seed uh, for the second year in a row, uh, but this is truly unprecedented. Since we're getting up against it for this episode length, and we'll we'll get way into Steelers Browns next episode, let me ask you this: If you're the seven seeded Steelers, the one team I'd want to be the two seed is the Bengals. Yep, absolutely. Like it's without question. Yep. I mean, you're gonna I, get. You could. Get, you got. You saw how it went last year when the Chiefs were the number two seed and you were number seven. You got torched. You saw what happened when you went into Buffalo already once this year. You got torched. Yeah, you got you got beat by Cincinnati at home, but everything is off the table when it comes to ri- division rivals playing in the playoffs, especially when it comes to these two teams. Yeah. Especially these two teams. It'd be a third time that they'd be meeting in the season and the Steelers have been playing a lot better since that second meeting They'll both that they had have with momentum. the Bengals. They'll both have a lot of momentum and yeah, I mean I'll be just honest, if it's the Chiefs as the two seed, if it's the Bills as the two seed, and Pittsburgh's got to go there in the first round, I will always get some optimism as we approach that game and we go from Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday to Thursday, work our way through that week, uh, heading to the wild card round. Uh, It's just a natural thing to have happen where you start to say, well, you know what, if we get a lot of pressure on Mahomes or... We make Allen's life a little harder, and he can't run on us. And then you know Kenny does some things offensively, and we run the ball and control the turn him over a little bit. Maybe we can beat him. But it would just feel like talking yourself into it. With the Bengals, it would there's probably be a little believe, bit of talking yeah. yourself into it. But I think there's some merit to talking yourself into Absolutely. it against them. You've done it before. It this in very Cincinnati, season, nonetheless. It's not like you guys split home games, right? You split away games. No, and. You picked off Joe Burrow four times once right. upon a time, and that does you not sack him seven times you sack in that him game. A lot in that game too. Now they're Second. not now they're not sacking the quarterback as much as they are in that game, right? Seven was the season high. I don't think they've come close to that since. Have they? I, I don't believe so. Uh, I'm not sure if they've come they close. They haven't but... picked off another quarterback four times in one game, I can tell you that Well, much. I knew that wasn't probably going to be right. the case. But they still lead the league in interceptions. That wasn't just a fluke game where they got four in that game and they finished with the season like on ten. Right, they're still picking off the quarterback the at the best rate of any NFL team. Speaking of picking off interceptions, they're tied for the lead right now with New England. 
that's like three years in a row that New England's been right at the top of intercepting the football. Yeah. Like they are really is it like the McCourty brothers? I don't and, know what yeah. it is in New England, but that is low key one of the better defenses in the NFL and has been since Brady left. Like it it's been up there. It's the reason why they the float around five hundred. Yeah. Because the offense is just so putrid. Yeah, so that's just something that I noticed when I was looking at that Steelers interception mm-hmm. stat, that they're yeah, kind they of New England. I'm just like, wow, New England's really good. Even with good. Stephon Gilmore gone. Yeah, they're always they're good at turning, there, yeah. them over, turning opposing quarterbacks over. Um, but, yeah, like you were saying, you're not going to get those gaudy numbers again against them, but that well, familiarity that. with them you is don't know so that valuable. Because, because look at how that Kansas City game started last year in the postseason. T.J. Watt with the... It wasn't TJ who caused the fumble, but he had that fumble recovery and ran it into the end zone. It was 7 nothing Pittsburgh. I think, Tom, even though the Steelers are still only averaging 17 points per game right now this season, this offense has a lot more upside than the offense did this time a year ago at the very tail end of Ben Roethlisberger's career with uh, rookies in Najee Harrison and, and Pat Fryermuth, uh and you look at the receiver core, it was just Deontay Johnson, uh, a very hobbled Juju Smith-Schuster, who came back for that game, but did almost next to nothing. And then Chase Claypool, who we know now has had done essentially nothing in Chicago. No George Pickens. The offensive line was in a much worse state than it is right now. So your defense, like, I think this team has a winning formula. It's just the offense needs to do just enough. And they've done so these last two weeks, right, with game-winning drives led by Kenny Pickett at the very end of the game in the final minutes. But can you do that against a Buffalo or a Cincinnati or a Kansas City in January? That's the question. Yeah. I mean, like, again, it's the playoffs, Tom. You cannot count any team out despite, you know, having these these three teams, right, or especially Kansas City and Buffalo, we've said, have been at the top of the – the power rankings are just top of the food chain all year long. Cincinnati has crept its way up and is now kind of right there. But even with those great teams, like there are teams who play upset. And the Steel, I mean, the Steelers did so themselves and on the way to Super Bowl 40. I said uh, a lot yesterday while hosting for Mark. 538 has the Steelers at a 21% chance to make the playoffs. Does that seem right to you or does that seem a little low? So when a week ago when the Steelers had a 2% chance, mm-hmm. that felt low to me. Really? It okay. felt low. Like it felt like they were a team of momentum and it felt like the teams ahead of them, New England and Miami and the Jets were teams that were losing it. And, see, that, was, and that continued to happen. See, I was more worried about them getting eliminated last week than because this of Baltimore. Week. Baltimore game over Steelers was number one on my mind. I thought they were just going to lose to Baltimore. But also, I thought Miami was going to beat a broken Patriots offense. Yeah, it didn't. It did not. Well, a Packers I wonder off, if— No, if, Packers from the week before. Well, that—I don't know. See, I trusted Miami to beat the Patriots on the road more than I trusted them to beat a Rodgers with one life left. Yeah. Going John Wick mode down the stretch of the right. NFL season. But the Patriots are so bad— that I thought Teddy Bridgewater is going to put up twenty five at least, and they're going to at the get minimum, out of there with like the with win. with Jeff Wilson and yeah, Mostert and, yeah. and Hill and Waddle. So that's where I was yeah. worried. And now this week, it's like, yeah, you have to rely on the Jets, but the Dolphins are kind of acting like the Jets lately down right. the stretch. And the Jets, I mean, that was one of the most predictable losses of the season to the Seahawks. Yeah, it, yeah. like I don't know why Vegas. I mean, it was laying the points for the Jets in that game. I don't know. Do you think the Mike White return was maybe giving people some hope? And or? now I, I, you could say that Mike White's absence 
uh, for the Jets could really be a detriment for the Steelers. Have they announced who's starting yet? I don't think so. But if it's, I think it's, I like. It's gonna be Wilson if it's. It's not, gonna if be it's Wilson. Mike White. And that could be worse than if it's flack. Worse for the Steelers because they're playing Miami and Miami could tear up. Even though Miami's defense is really bad, could still just be like, yeah, Zach Wilson's not gonna beat us. But see, I don't think Zach Wilson's gonna beat them. But I just I like the chances better than twenty one percent. Well, that's what I'm trying, I don't that's, put it okay, that low. Back to that. Don't you 2%, think? It's, I think it's more like forty five percent. Like forty felt so low to me. Felt so low, and now at twenty percent, it does feel low again because you like the Steelers' chances against the Cleveland Browns, and you like the Bills' chances to beat the the New England Patriots. It just comes down to Miami. So really, Tom, like you could say it's like fifty fifty. Mike White starting. Okay. Wow. Yep. You could say it's fifty fifty just because. You you can almost guarantee the Steelers will beat the Browns, and you can almost guarantee the Bills will beat the Patriots, but you have no idea where the Dolphins-Jets game is going to go. So that's why I say it's kind of 50-50. Well, I like Mike White more than Zach Wilson. Well, yeah. I like that variable going in our Especially direction. Especially when it's playing against Teddy or uh, whoever the other guy is. It's going to be Thompson, I think. Skyler Thompson? I, he broke his pinky. Like, that's tough right. to throw with if you're Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know how and the Dolphins the... did when they were waiting for Tua to come back from the concussion. Who did better between the two, Skylar Thompson and Teddy, during that stretch? Yeah, I don't know either. Teddy's... They both lost. I mean, we know they didn't win a single game without... You don't doubt, though, that Teddy's the guy you'd put in. If both healthy, you'd put Teddy in for a a win and go to the playoffs. He's a professional. He's made it as a playoff team with the Vikings. It was way back in the day, but he still did it. Like He he can go out there and just kind of manage your way to a nice win, right? Thompson might throw a couple of interceptions that he has no business throwing just because he's young. He's and dumb. Skyler Thompson, yeah. Yeah. So they named Mike White the starter in New York. Even if he gets hurt, you don't see Zach Wilson enter the game because he's been an, announced already as an inactive for the game. Joe Flacco is going to get the helmet well, and serve go. as the backup. So no worries, Pittsburgh fans. Zach Wilson can't touch that game. It's it's all up to Mike White, and if he goes down, it's our old putty. Joe, the original Joe Cool, the original Joe Cool Cool coming to our rescue. All right, we come back. We're gonna—I promise—we'll dive way more into Steelers and Browns. I know we usually do that in two episodes on Fridays, but with the NFL news breaking around that, but you had to discuss it. So we'll get into Steelers and Browns, a game that the Steelers will absolutely win. I'm guaranteeing it. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Offerman. Oh, reminder, you can listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere. Just say, hey, Alexa, listen to Steelers Nation Radio from my heart, and she's going to take care of the rest for you. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Offerman. This is the Steelers Standard. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.